It's time for Q's weekly interview with the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And we are joined now on the phone lines by this week's Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award recipient. That's Coach Vernon Brown from Foothill High School. And Coach, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you. Congrats on the award. And more importantly, congratulations on the road win over Moapa Valley 45-7. What was it that you saw from your team that really had you coming out of the locker room clicking on all cylinders? Well, we just wanted to uh, recover from the, the week prior. We went out to California and uh, we just didn't perform well, particularly uh, defensively. So we had a great week of practice, uh, a physical practice on both sides of the ball. And uh, we just told the kids that, uh, you know, Moaba Valley is a very tough team, as you know, and it's, it's a tough place to play. Uh, they hadn't lost since 2019. So we just pretty much came in focused, man, and, uh, you know, played a pretty physical ball game. And, uh you know, when we finally start hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, and you mentioned that game last week against uh, Clovis East and gave up a lot of points. Did you see kind of an attitude from your defense, almost like that was not us and we're going to be a lot better this week, even throughout the, the week of preparation? Yes, uh, they were kind of – the guys were kind of embarrassed. So, you know, um, we made some adjustments uh, in terms of uh, personnel, and, but the biggest thing was an uh, attitude adjustment defensively. And, uh, you know, they took pride in uh, what they did on uh, Friday and uh, – I think everybody saw it, you know, Friday night. Yeah, I mean, it showed in a major way, only allowing Wapa Valley to score seven points. Uh, they like to run the ball a lot, and and your defense really focused in on that. How important was it to make sure that you stopped the run first and then everything could build from that? Yeah, as you said, Wapa Valley is a very good team, particularly when they run the ball. So we figured if we could stop the run, we should uh, we could hold our own against the pass uh, because their strength is running the ball. So we made a conscious effort to uh, uh, stop the run. And what we wanted to do was kind of kind of get out on them early, which we did with our offense, where they had to play catch up. We knew if we could get them that position, our chances were pretty good. Again, we're talking with Coach Vernon Brown from Foothill High School, the, this week's recipient of the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. And, and Coach, as far as these games go, like you mentioned, going up against Clovis East, team was embarrassed a little bit, but these are non-league games right now. How important is it to, to learn from these games as you prepare for league play? Oh, yeah, it's, uh, they're very important. Um, you know, we just want to take it uh, week by week. I know everybody says that, but it, it's the absolute truth. Uh, just want to get better and better until you get into the, you know, uh, the league play and then uh, – you know, you just kind of want to be hitting on all cylinders by the time you get there. But, uh, you know, all the games are very important because, uh, as you know, we're in 5A too. So mm-hmm. it's very important uh, to play some pretty good football and uh, and then kind of build your program for, you know, for years to come. So, you know, to, uh, to prepare for the uh, the big boys in the, in the 5A1 if we eventually get back to that level. You know, and the calendar has not hit September 1st yet. So how much does conditioning play a role in, in a team's success early in the season, especially with the weather? Still dealing with, uh, you know, hot times. It's not really quite football weather yet. Oh, it's very important. Uh, one thing about us, we, we pride ourselves in uh, conditioning. Uh, this offseason, we had outstanding uh, strength and conditioning uh, program. We, we kind of was hitting hard since December. So uh, uh, thus far, we haven't had any, any problems with conditioning, uh, even with cramping. Uh, we... Uh, we kind of, you know, prepare ourselves for that, give our kids, you know, the, uh, the proper food to eat and everything for the game. So, so far, so good in terms of conditioning. But, uh, you know, we're going to definitely have to continue that because we, we got a big game coming up this week. How much of that is buy-in from your team throughout the, the offseason, throughout summer, when you're doing those summer conditionings and working with strength and conditioning? Oh, buy-in is very important. Uh, we try to stress to our kids is that, uh, you know, one, it, it's not mandatory, of course. You don't have right. to do it, but. If you want to be the best you could be in and, 
and your goal is to win a state uh, title at this level. You have to do all the things necessary to get there. You just can't wait till Friday night. And um, we can't wait till Friday night and, um, you know, think we could turn it on. We have to be in good physical uh, condition. Right. There's no doubt about that. Again, Coach Vernon Brown, football, Foothill High School is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Going back to the game against Moapa Valley, your offense put up 45 points, and Mason Dew, your quarterback, was fantastic. Six touchdown passes. He ran for another. What was it that allowed him to have such a special night? Well, Mason's a special player, great leader, uh, but he, you know, he has a lot of weapons to, th- uh, to throw to offensively. Uh, our offensive line uh, held up pretty well. Uh, we got some good guys in, in, in that group, but uh, overall, it's, it was a team effort. Mason, do he makes everything go? Um, like I say, he's a, he's a great leader, man. And uh, the thing I like about Mason, he doesn't lock in on one receiver. He uses all his weapons, and when you can do that offensively, it, it, it makes it. Uh, tough to stop so as i mentioned you're the recipient of the tom flores high school football coach of the week award i know it's a it's more about your team and and the success that your team is having and the coaches around you but how important is it that a team like the raiders are so heavily involved in the community oh it's very important um i was uh, talking to someone the other day and uh just you know telling about how uh important it was for the raiders to uh, contribute to the community and since they moved to vegas uh they hadn't missed a beat they've been first class all the way and uh great organization. And, and again, like I said, I am thankful for, uh, for the award. Uh, second time that I won it, I won it in 2019 too. So they've been, since they moved into town, they've been very instrumental in helping the community out and, and they reach out all the time. So uh, kudos to that organization. Does that give your team a little bit extra motivation or the players when they see a professional team playing in their backyard? Uh, you know what? It does. Uh, because now, you know, uh, you know, all kids dream, uh, about playing at that level, but if they could see it firsthand, uh, that, that, you know, it works wonders for them. And, uh, so, uh, when they see the guys come this week from the Raiders organization, uh, that might provide more motivation to, you know, to try to be the best that they can be. Right. There's no doubt. Again, coach Vernon Brown is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So let's close out with this. I mentioned, uh, one more non-league game that you have. You're going up against a uh, Silverado. It's a home game. You said it was going to be a tough one. What challenges do the two and O Skyhawks present for you? Well, uh, uh, for their level, they were the uh, two-time defending state champion. And uh, uh, Coach Andy does a great job over there. Uh, those guys are very physical, uh, great defensive line. Um, uh, they got a few guys back from a year ago that, that's pretty good. So uh, and they haven't lost since 2019. So, uh, <laughs> it, it, like I said, it's going to be a tough battle. Uh, we're going to have to definitely be even more physical than last week. And uh, – we got to strap it up and we got to play. Well, and this is the final non-league game you have before league play. So it can, it, can this be like a measuring stick as well to let you know really where your team is? Oh, no doubt about it. If, you know, against a team like Silverado, uh, if you can hold your own against them, then you like your chances with uh, a lot of teams in the Valley. So uh, this is a very important game uh, for us. Our kids understand that. They, uh, they understand the challenge that's ahead. So hopefully we come out Friday and uh, be ready to play. Well, I know your team's going to be fired up. I know you're going to be fired up again. Coach, congratulations on winning the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award the second time you've done that. Uh, so <laughs> that's congratulations to you. And again, congratulations to your team. And good luck on Friday night. All right, you Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. There he goes, Coach Vernon Brown right there, Foothill High School, again the recipient of the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. Each week during the high school football season, the Raiders are presenting Coach of the Week recipient in Vegas with a $1,000 donation from the Raiders Foundation to the school's football program. And then at the conclusion of the season, a coach will be named the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Year, and the Raiders will nominate, that'll be the Raiders nominee for the Don Shula 
Coach of the Year award as well. Uh, the Raiders will be out each week providing a pregame meal from Buffalo Wild Wings to the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week winner and his team as well. So congratulations again to Vernon Brown, Coach Vernon Brown from Foothill High School. And uh, they've got their work cut out for them this Friday. But that's why they play the games, to continue to make their team better and better and better each and every week as they prepare for a district or league play as it is in high school football. So many thanks to Coach for giving us his time. We want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and the WBroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R, as we're still uh, awaiting to get the exact uh, cuts, all the cuts. I'm, I'm assuming and anticipating it happening before the show's over, but you never know. <laughs> and, you know, the thing about it is that the Raiders could be wheeling and dealing right now. They can be trying to make some moves. That's the reason why they haven't released anything uh, official yet, right? So at some point, uh, like I said, I'm assuming we'll get it. And as soon as we do, uh, it'll be right on the radio. We'll talk about it immediately. We'll send out the release ourselves. And so we want to hear from you at 69187, keyword R&R, 702-365-9200. Uh, what's your biggest surprise so far that you know about from Cut Down Day? And also your thoughts on Neil Farrell Jr. being traded from the Raiders to the Chiefs after year one. Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up and said, Q and Ari. Happy Tuesday, gentlemen. It's roster cut down day, and the names keep going. Uh, Q, you had me busting up earlier on Red Polo T-shirt day, as it's been a minute since the last I heard the Red Polo T-shirt day. LOL, Q and Ari, I have to ask, are you guys surprised on any other roster cuts? Or better yet, is there someone out there that was cut by any other team and would you'd like for the Raiders to pick up? I've been in and out today due to work. I'm finally here for the last hour of the show. Thanks, guys, as always. Raiders, Sir Whiskey Ray. And P.S. Ari, if you don't know about the Red Polos, well, it's time for you to know. L-O-L. Right. So there you go. So now you know. Now you know it's I official. I know it all now. Every last detail. <laughs> right. I'm telling you. And that's, again, it's not a detail that's not known already in the building. You were just like the last one to get caught up. And I know we had Adam Hill on, and he said he don't know the story. But that's also because we did a show before 10 a.m., and he said he don't remember anything before 10 a.m. But you ask Natalie. Ask Natalie. She'll tell you. She knows the story. Oh, matter, sure. of fact, matter of fact, uh, Melissa – Melissa uh, got mad at me for talking about her on the show on Friday uh, when I brought up the whole sticks conversation, and <laughs> she she didn't like that I was talking about her. And Natalie said, "Q, you better be careful. She's got a red polo Ooh. on today." So you know what she I mean. Does so wear it's wear a red polo sometimes. Actually. I know, I know. Oh boy! So now was, I got to look out for two different people in red polos. I, low key, you probably got to look out for everybody. This no, everyone else isn't willing to say it. I don't always, mind telling you about it. Yeah, I, I always look out for Melissa anyway. You never know. <laughs> What's coming your way? Careful now. Hi, Melissa, if you're yeah, listening. Yeah, careful. I'm just saying. Be careful oh, now. she's at the door. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I am okay with Melissa as well. She she gets it done. And uh, I think I think her and I get along. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think we do. It's How do you not know if you get along with someone or not? you Melissa. It's been 10 years. <laughs> we, we, we get along. But, I mean, like. You fired more shots at Melissa than I that's did. That's not a shot. She no, it's definitely. You said. Yes, it is. That's a shot. <laughs> Sometimes I just can't tell, Melissa. But, that is funny. But, but in 10 years of being here, I'm pretty sure she's she never really got mad at me or raised her voice or been mean, so I'm going to say that we're cool. No, she's, she's got I that. Until I find out after this, maybe. <laughs> no, she's got that low-key edge to her where she's not really mean. She's got you the know? Philly, the she Philly just, vibes. Yeah, yeah, she's got that. Yeah, that's that, that's that Philly eagle in her, right? She yep. can't help herself. <laughs> but it's, it's uh, you know, it got that little edge, and it's okay to have an edge. Like, I like it. Right? I think it's cool. I'll right? take gotta, that over like if exactly absent. if you don't if you don't have any edge to you then what you got you got to mm -hmm. have some kind of edge 
Yeah. Especially in her position, having to deal with as many people she has to deal with, she has to have some edge. That's Hell, true. I know the dumbass questions that I ask her all the time <laughs> that she's probably thinking, like, what in the world is this dude talking about? Actually, my theory is that a lot of people in this building, when I come to them, including yourself, with a question or, you know, a problem or even something good, it's like right after that kind of an exchange where you're just, what do you want? <laughs> do you know the kind of conversation I just got done having? What do you want? Oh, I was just saying, you know, hey, I got her as a guest. All right, like things like that, but uh, I proceed with caution because you never know what you're uh, following. <laughs> I never know. Whenever you come in the office and, and tell me something, the way you do it, the way you approach it, I always feel like it's a setup for failure. <laughs> like you'll hilarious. come in all stealth mode and you'll come in all, all quiet and everything, and you know I'll, I always have the door open. I, never, I really rarely ever have the door closed or anything, Crazy. and you'll come walk in and then you'll be like, Hey, hello. You know, it all quiet. I'm like, oh, damn it. Now what? And I always think something happened. Like, I always think something bad is about, like, you're about to tell me something bad. That's me kind of feeling out the room. Like, like is Q. There is no room. It's like is, literally me in there working on the show. Is Q just coming off of some meeting or something crazy <laughs> like that? Or, or some employee bugging him about some stuff that they shouldn't be bugging him about? Or <laughs> nah, you're not you're not moody, luckily, so I don't really have to deal with, like, you know, two different people every day. But I'm meaning, like, you're di- night and day. But... There are days where I'm just like, there's a lot going on. I wonder, let me just kind of dip my feet in the pool. Well, there's always, you always know at a certain time. Like if it's anywhere, I'd say probably from 10 a.m. till anywhere close to 2 p.m. when you know it's getting closer to the showtime. Like especially when there's, when it's uneasy, when there's all of a sudden a lot of questions or something's not working correctly or we're on location and we can't get set up. All of a sudden, I start looking at the clock and start looking at my watch, and then I say, and this is really taking everyone behind the scenes. All of a sudden, I say, all right, Ari, what are we doing here? Oh, well, I think we're good. Well, this is actually as good as Let's we can go. get. We'll have, to, we'll have to fix it during the commercial break. I'm like, why? Why do we have to fix it during the commercial break? It's not my fault. It was like that when I got here. Which you, why, don't, which you don't want to hear, which I don't why does this not? Why does this have to be fixed later? Why can it not be correct right now? Yeah. That's that's the that's the show mode though. But that's, that's all right. I'm on the same I'm on the same page with you. Exactly. I want stuff fixed yeah, you're too. the one that was I kicking the air right. the other day. That's right. On Friday, you went out of the, you went running out of the studio kicking air like a kid that was throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> I was throwing a temper tantrum, <laughs> but but for good reason. It was good and to bring this all back. That's why I think Melissa's great because usually I think maybe if she's kind of like irritated, it's because she wants something to get done right, and that's why. Right. So there's, again, if you're listening, don't be mad. <laughs> there's, a, there's no doubt. We got a text from the 803. Michael Jordan, the offensive lineman from the Panthers, and Isaiah Thomas, the defensive end from the Browns, were both cut today. Cut down day is pure blasphemy, LOL. That is pretty funny, right, that Michael Jordan and votes. Isaiah Thomas, two very famous names, both were uh, cut today, one from the Panthers and one from the Browns. Obviously not Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas that you immediately think of, but that's a really good one. Also Brady, uh, Brady Breeze, Bumper Pool, and Jackie Chen. LOL. So there you go. Um, I thought Jackie isn't Jeremy. Isn't is, that's not Jeremy what? Chin, right? He didn't get released, did he? Can you can you kind of get me up to speed here? Is this a joke that I'm just not familiar? with? I don't. Or? I don't. I don't know. Brady Breeze, bumper pool. I don't know. I don't know on that one. I'm, I'm lost. Only th- I'm thinking of Jeremy Chin, not Jackie Chin. Jeremy Chin is a hell of a safety that the Panthers have. I couldn't imagine, and I haven't been paying attention to what they who they released, but I couldn't imagine that they moved on from him. That would that would shock the mess out of me. But 
You never know. So anyway, we'll just move on from that one because I don't know. That might be an inside joke that I don't know about. It's, it's actually, this is hilarious, I will uh, reveal, Brady Breeze's safety for the Lions. <laughs> okay. Now, Bumper Pool, I'm going to have to get some research on. So then who's Jackie Chin? We're going to find There's out. There's no way he's talking about Jeremy Chin. There's no way that that guy oh got Oh, my cut. goodness. Bumper what? Pool is, what? There's a Carolina Panthers linebacker, shows what I know, named Bumper Pool. I didn't know that either. I guess this is just total coincidence that all the names are, are, are a little funky, I'll call them. That's funny. As someone who has a funky name myself. So, can we get the last one? What's, where's Vikings? Jackie Chang, Chen, undrafted free agent. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's an offensive tackle. Okay, that's I'm about to say if that was the man you you had me I was just to I say, swear you did that on purpose uh 80 person from the 803. Oh, they did. That was a good one though. Yeah, you got me. Yeah, got got didn't just get intense. you, got all of us. <laughs> I'm all I'm good with that. Uh we also got another text from uh the 702. This one says, "Q, maybe the Raiders are wheeling and dealing. That's why they haven't released yet. Farrell getting dealt like you said, good moving on if need to, but what a uh what but it's a whiff." In the top 126 pick, yeah, it's it's. There's no doubt about that. That's one thing that that can't go untalked about. You know, that's that's definitely just a, a, a miss as far as Dave Ziegler is concerned. That that pick was not a good one. Obviously, moving on from after one year, it's unfortunate, but it happens. I could appreciate that they moved on, but there's no doubt. There's no way to you can't dress that up. You can't you know shine it up without it just being a bad pick. And ultimately, that's what it was. I mean, you know, and, and I think that they would have no problem admitting that. I guess at the end of the day, if you're looking for a silver lining, the fact that they got anything in return for Neil Farrell Jr., a six-round pick, uh, that's better than nothing. It's not great, but it's better than nothing. Uh, you know, and I think Matthew Butler still has a lot to prove as well. Uh, that, that's, that guy is, uh, you know, he, he hasn't really shown much. He didn't show anything his, really, his rookie year. And those are two guys that we asked about a lot throughout the course of the offseason and training camp and, What's up with Neil Farrell Jr.? What's up with Matthew Butler? And for, you know, Neil Farrell already be on his way out. Matthew Butler also has got to step up. If not, now you're looking at the draft class that Dave Ziegler had under his first, his first run at it. No first and second round pick because that was Devontae Adams, so that worked out fine. Dylan Parham, that's a good pick. I like that pick a lot. He's obviously showed what he could provide. Zamir White has done a whole lot of nothing, right? Neil Farrell Jr. is already gone. Matthew Butler remains. Um... You got Thayer Mumford, who he was able to, to, to get some action last year, which I thought was good, and I think that they do uh, appreciate what he brings to the table. And then the seventh-round pick was Britton Brown. And there's not – you know, he hasn't done anything either. And now he's on IR, so he's, he's done for the season. So you've really got a whole lot of nothing out of that last – that draft class from Dave Ziegler and company outside of Devontae Adams, which, again, that was great, 100 catches, 1,500 yards. But the rest of the guys – and well, and Dylan Parham – but I guess you could probably look at that draft class and say, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the, the best, that's for sure. So obviously everyone's hoping that this past draft class is a lot better. And the only thing I'll say about the last, you know, last year's draft is the fact that you know, they were using other team scouts, I mean, you know, the other staff scouts. I mean, they didn't have a whole year to prep for what they were really looking for as far as their players go. And not that I'm trying to make an excuse, but that's all that I could think of is that the whole process was rushed. So you kind of give them a little bit of a pass as far as that, that goes. But this draft, this is all them. This is all Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly and company. And so they've got to they've be able to capitalize on these picks. And Tyree's got to be a dude. You pick him in the top ten, he's got to turn into a dude. All right? If not, then there's, gonna, there's, there's a problem. 
Michael Mayer, you get him in the second round, you trade him to go get him, he's got to be a dude. He's got, the only thing he's got to continue to work on is his blocking. I think his pass catching will be fine. I think his run after the catch will be fine. His blocking right now is, is, is a struggle, right? So he's got to continue to work on that. But, again, that's only, that's only a, you know, a, a, a game action, a little bit over a game action as far as a preseason goes. So I think that that will be something that he continues to work on and he's willing to work on. So that's good. Ja'Cory Bennett, is he going to step up as the fourth-round pick? Byron Young is the third-round pick. Is he going to step up? You know, Nesta Jade sounds like he's a, a, a player that made the roster the, as a seventh-round pick. You know, if he, all of a sudden he becomes somebody, then that's a, that's a heck of a late-round steal. Amari Bernie, he showed flashes during the preseason. That was a sixth-round pick. Chris Smith, safety out of Georgia, can he turn into something? Right? I mean, there's a lot of questions. I don't have the answers to all these questions. Only time will tell about all these guys. All we could do is say what we think. And what it looks like, okay, this guy could be a good player. Oh, this guy has the potential to be a good player. But right now, we just don't know. So, you know, not, not the greatest first run at it as far as the draft goes, but maybe this one will be a lot more. Um, this text from the 803, Jackie Chan was a play on words, actor Jackie Chan. There you go. So, <laughs> that's what I kind of thought. But then I, I know Jeremy Chin plays for the Carolina Panthers. I'm actually a big fan of uh, Jeremy Chin. That's why I was like, wait a minute. There's no way that they moved on from him. He's a he's a guy that's a ball hawk at the back end of that defense. So that's why I was I was tripping on him. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. So there you go. But our texture from the 803 is very creative. Let's put it like that. I'm okay with that. So definitely appreciate that. You can keep those uh, texts coming at 69187, keyword R&R. And, of course, you can always chime in at 702-365-9200. Thoughts on the day so far, uh, the cuts that we know about, what do you feel about it? And then what do you think about Neil Farrell Jr. being traded after one year in the silver and black? 421 is the time. This is Radish Radio 920. We got a lot of great feedback from our staff. The guys upstairs have done a tremendous job of evaluating our roster and our team, you know, all year long. And uh, it really helps, you know, Dave and myself to just try to take as much of their input as we can and really try to process that and make the best decisions we can for our team. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll make the right decisions here in the next couple of days. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got reason or excuse coming up in just a little bit. Ari will take over the wheels of steel, hit us with some topics, and we'll decide if it's reason or excuse. That'll be kind of how we close out the show. Plus, he's got National Day of the Day or National – what is it called? The National Day of the Week or Year? What's this thing called? Just the National Day. That's all it is? No, it's something else. It's like National Day of the Week or Day of the Year. Or, it's something like that. It's It's got some kind of special title. I don't know. My, uh... there's, there's so many National Days – it's not like it's just one, right? If it was just one per day, it'd be okay. But the fact that there's sometimes it's like, oh, it's National Lemon Day along with National Pizza Day and National Pepperoni Day and National Tie My Shoe Day. I mean, it's just like, what are we doing? You know what's really funny? Who, do, who doesn't have a job? Whoever is <laughs> sitting at home coming up with all these needs a job. Uh, today is also, it's, it's not going to be the day I'm choosing, so I'm going to tell you, it's literally National Lemon Juice Day. So is it really? Yes. I had no idea. I know you don't. I had no, <laughs> I just pulled that out of my backside. It's I had no idea. To your point, idea. though, that's, that's the point I'm making. You're right. absolutely right. There's a bunch, and then there's like variations. You got you know, bagel and bagel this, and there's like 17 yeah. bagel ones. And Unbelievable. Bread. Well, we'll it's finish out the show with that. Uh, that's coming up. Maybe by that time we'll have the- Six more. The, right? the, the release, maybe. <laughs> 
Maybe we'll have the release of who the Raiders have officially uh, waived, released, cut, whatever the case may be, uh, what the practice squad looks like and all that. That should be coming down sooner rather than later. I'm hoping it's sooner, but we will see. Uh, our guy Ravi hit us up on Twitter and said, Q, I know we can spin the numbers and say 2020's team was better than 2021, but last year's schedule was a bit easier. Games are mostly won by coaches who are good at situational football. So far, Josh McDaniels hasn't shown that, but hopefully he learned from last year's mistakes. And I'm glad you brought that up because I do believe everyone needs to evolve, including coaches, right? And anytime anyone calls in, texts in, tweets in, and questions coaching, whether it be Josh McDaniels or Patrick Graham, I always say it's fair because it hasn't been proven. And if you have questions about if this coaching staff can get it done, that is a fair question. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not bashing. It's not talking bad about it. It's just like, hey, I, I haven't seen it, and he doesn't have a track record of it. So I want to see it. But I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, that hopefully Coach McDaniels learned from his lesson because he's going to be on an episode, or he is on an episode, of Busted with the Boys. And apparently they talk about everything, from Jimmy Garoppolo to Tom Brady to accountability to a lot of games that they lost last year that they shouldn't. So here was a little bit of a preview of what Josh McDaniels had to say on Bustin' with the Boys with uh, Will Compton and Taylor Dewan. Last year, like, you brought up the 59 minutes of the game. Like, it felt like the boys always played solid mm -hmm. until that fourth quarter, until later yeah. in the game, and just a player two that matter. Yeah, we, 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 have to, we have to get better at that. That's not just a that's – a, that's a everybody. You know, coaching, playing, situational awareness – um, we had leads and we got to learn how to close. You know what I mean? It's like being ahead in a boxing match and instead of being content and saying, Hey, let's just win it on points. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go knock the guy out, you know? And so, you know, if we get in that situation again this year, hopefully we'll have a, a better idea of what we need to do to keep playing the way we're playing because that's mm -hmm. how we got the lead. And so we just didn't, we didn't quite establish that last year and that's, that's my fault. So we have to do a better job. No doubt about it. So regardless of how you feel about Coach McDaniels, for him to say what he just said, you know, that's on coaching, that's on players, that's on all of us. It's not just pointing the fingers at the players and saying they've got to finish, they've got to learn, they've got to do this, that, and the other. It's we. It's a we thing, and I can appreciate that. Again, you don't have to be a fan. And, and, and you know, to, to, to show what you need to show is to go and get it done on the field and, and get those W's, you know, get, get W after W after W. That's, that's what it's about. At the end of the day, you get judged by wins and losses. Not if you're a nice guy. Not if you talk to the media. Not if you're, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, that's great. But it's all about wins and losses. And so he knows that. And for him to just have that, and look, that was only a little 45-second clip. And I think that, that you know, uh, Will Compton and Taylor Dewan do a really good job on busting with the boys. So I'm sure that when the episode drops officially, like it's all out there, I'm sure it's going to be loaded with a lot of good stuff. But – uh, it's it's something different when a player that has been in the locker room, that has been in the organization, is talking to a coach. It's sometimes it's a lot easier to get more out of the coach than if I just asked them some questions about last year and the fact that they lost so many close games. So that's that's something that I'm intrigued to hear. But I also could appreciate the fact that you can hear some accountability right there from head coach Josh McDaniels. But, uh, Robbie, thanks so much for that tweet. I do appreciate you. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Of course, we got the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. &R. Let's go out to Denver talk to our guy, Raider Dave. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Raider Dave? Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, at some point, you might end up finding uh, National Red Shirt Day. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's possible. You know, that whole red shirt thing, it, it depends on what you're looking at. You're looking at college as a freshman. You're looking at Star Trek. 
you won't be in the next episode because there's everybody who wore a red shirt ended up getting knocked off. But you know, I think maybe you go around the office and you got a red shirt on like an NFL quarterback. Don't touch me. Don't come near me. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I think it's something like that, man. I don't know. Well, I hope Father and Ham makes it. I'm agreeing with you. I didn't think Hooper did much that was all that impressive, and I don't know if his veteran leadership is really going to matter that much. I mean, look what happened when the Raiders had um, – what's his name from Dallas? His last name started with a W. He did some broadcast. Oh, Jason Witten. Witten, yeah. They had him as a, as a, as a veteran, and that really didn't work out too, too good either. So, right. you know, I, I, I'm happy with the fire that I saw in, in – in Fotheringham, and I, I hope mm-hmm. he gets to the other guy. Man, I can't wait to watch Trey Tucker just take the ball and blitz defenses, push safeties deep, and let Garoppolo throw underneath. I think that's really going to be a key, and I think their coaching staff thinks so too. That's why they had you know three of the same flavor in there with Dorsett and Carter and 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 Tucker. But um, this is this is going to be good. And around here, hey, the Broncos got a new kicker, so they're going to be Super Bowl champions. But, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's 10 days or more of Raider week, and it doesn't get any better around here uh, except for years when the Raiders are the first game. And I just um, – I'm over the moon. I'm happy about it. So I trust the, uh, I trust the process. I told uh, Ziggler the same thing in Denver last year. Just trust the process. Go through it, man. Keep going. Keep doing. And we're going to get this. And uh, everything that Wilson did out there I know is going to get better, but it's going to be fun to watch uh, Wilson uh, of the – of the uh, of the Denver Broncos becomes back a lot. You guys have a good night. Hey, right, Raider Dave, thanks for the call, my man. And yeah, I can I can imagine what it's like in Denver right now because they're preparing for the Raiders just like the Raiders are preparing for Denver. It is all about the Denver Broncos right now, right? Once they get through the the actual roster building, and you know the next forty eight hours is probably going to be up and down as they'll have the initial fifty three man roster. Then there'll be some tweaks here and there. Once that's all set in stone. Man, it is all eyes on the Broncos, as it should be. So they're wrapping up for the Raiders. The Raiders are wrapping up for them. Uh, They wanted the Raiders. The Raiders always want them. You know, it's a rivalry. Nobody likes Denver. Denver doesn't like the Raiders. I mean, it's, you know, the Broncos hate Josh McDaniels. I mean, it's, it's, it's set up perfectly to start the season off, right? I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. And, uh, yeah, just can't wait to see what it looks like on the field and can't wait to see what the next, you know, handful of days looks like as far as the Raiders are concerned, getting everybody together, getting Josh Jacobs up to speed, continuing to develop Tyree Wilson and see how much he could be available on, uh, on, on Sunday, September 10th to get after Russell Wilson. Wilson on Wilson crime, that's what I'm looking for on, <laughs> on September 10th. And the crime I'm looking for is Tyree Wilson against Russell Wilson. That's how it should go down. Max Crosby against that uh, Bronco offensive line. Chandler Jones, I'm hoping that he's healthy and ready to go. You know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. If I said I was, wasn't a little concerned about his availability, I am. Definitely concerned about Chandler Jones. We have literally not seen him since they had that joint practice, those joint practices with the Niners. He was out there for joint practice number one, and we never saw him again. Never. (laughs) Right? So that, I'm not going to lie. I'm concerned about that. I don't know what his availability looks like. I think that he's going to be a key to the early success of the Raiders this year. Uh, because he's he needs to be that guy that they can rely on to be a, a compliment to Max Crosby, even though he wasn't that guy last year to start the season off with. You would hope that he's able to get into get in there, be ready to go, know what's expected of him, and and come out firing on all cylinders as opposed to what happened last year. 
uh, because you don't want to have to rely on Tyree Wilson just to be that dude immediately. We know that he's not ramped up to do similar to what we were talking about with Ted Wynn when we had him on the show, 40 or 45 snaps a game. I don't, I don't see that. I see a handful of snaps. And I know Ted said like 10 snaps a game. I'm looking at somewhere around 15 to 20. Right, I mean, he had 13 on Saturday against the Cowboys. <laughs> so if he can have 13 in a preseason game, I'm looking at least 20 snaps from uh, from Tyree Wilson. As long as everything goes well and he doesn't suffer any setbacks, I can see that for sure. But Chandler Jones, there's a big responsibility of him stepping up and being a lot better than he was for the Raiders in, in 2023 as opposed to what he was in 2022. Going back to the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. This one's from Mailman Raider. Come on, Oh, and then my computer just died. Come on, Q. You know that the schedule will be, re- will be released at 5:01 p.m. Yeah, that will be that'll be uh, that'll be my luck. Is that not the schedule, but the the releases will be announced at 5:01. As soon as the show's over, as soon as we say all right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll be like, bling. All of a sudden, the email will come through. It'll be that it'll be that uh, five o'clock news dump, right? I got so familiar with that five o'clock news dump when I was covering Baylor at ESPN Central Texas, and this is when the scandal was going on. Ari, this is no joke, dog. Every single Friday at 5 o'clock, as soon as every show got wrapped Man. up in Central Texas, everyone's, and on, on top of that, it's Friday night. So in Texas, what happens on Friday nights? High school football. So every swing and D and their mother is on their way to their high school football game, and that's when the email came through. So-and-so has just been suspended. So-and-so just got suspended. So It's like all that news dump would happen Friday after 5 p.m. while everyone was in their car headed to a high school football game. And normally, my luck, it would always be the farthest road trip of the year is the one I'm on the, the trip to, right? It's like being in Central Texas, and I got to go all the way to East Texas. So I'm out there in the cuts where it's only me and a tree, <laughs> a tree. <laughs> it was like the worst, man. That's what always happens. So, yeah, I'm very familiar with those 5 o'clock news dumps, and I'm hoping that that's not the situation. But uh, as it's 438 right now, <laughs> We will, uh, we will see sooner rather than later. I already got the email about head coach Josh McDaniel speaking with the media tomorrow. I know that will be at 11 o'clock. So, so that's half the battle. I know where I'll be at 11 o'clock. I just don't know, uh, I don't know the releases and what they look like as of 438 on, uh, on this Tuesday. But there's that. I uh, got a text from the 803. Another, and this, this texter has been very active today. You got to let us know your name so I c- quit calling you texter from the 803. Uh, this says, ex-Gruden players that are cut. Nate Peterman, Mo Hurst, Kenyon Drake, Corey Littleton, Keyshawn Johnson. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson wasn't a, a Raider. That was Keyshawn Nixon. Marcel Aitman, Kendall Vickers, Vickers, Jackson Barton, Nick Bowers, Keelan Doss, John Abram, Lynn Bowden, Brian Edwards, Nick Kwiatkowski, Tanner Muse, Quentin Bell, Jackson Barton, and Alex Leatherwood. Thanks, Gruden. That's from the 803. And, yeah, all of those have been released, but Keyshawn Johnson, he was a Cardinal. He was the guy, where did he come Nixon, from? Nixon, you said, right? What happened? Nixon, you said, right? Yeah, no, Keyshawn Nixon was a Raider. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon ended up going to Green Bay and became a really good punt returner, a kick returner. I, I think he's still in Green Bay, but Keyshawn Johnson was never, he was never a Raider. Keyshawn Johnson was, um, he was an Arizona Cardinal. I'm trying to remember where he came from. Where did Keyshawn Johnson come from? I don't remember. But I liked him. I remember when he was coming out of college, I, I liked he Fresno pre- State. There you go. That's 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 why he was on my radar. He's a Fresno State guy. There you go. So yeah, he was he was never a radar. So that's out of everyone you just named, you're at, you're spot on about all those guys except for except for him. So, but yeah, I know what he was talking about Keyshawn Nixon. But Keyshawn Nixon is 
he ended up – I don't know how the Raiders never used him in, in kick return, especially because Basaccia was the special teams coordinator. And you know who the special team coordinator in Green Bay is? Rich Basaccia. So you would think that he would saw him when he was a member of the Raiders and said, hey, maybe we should try this guy as a kick returner. He's done some really good things there. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor just said, FYI, there is no big trade in the works between the Raiders and Ravens for a, li- a linebacker with the initials PQ. Okay. That's the, t- that's the tweet. That's the tweet from Vinny Bonsignor. So apparently that must have been a, a rumor that's been out there. Uh, but he just tweet- tweeted out, there is no big trade in the works between the Raiders and Ravens for a linebacker with the initials PQ, which obviously is talking about Patrick Queen. So everyone can relax on all that. I hadn't seen that one. I don't know. I didn't know where that one came from. The Ravens are the only other team other than the Raiders who have not released the list. Are you sure? I, that, well, that's what my Twitter research says to support what he's saying. I, so I believe that's the case. So okay, gotcha. Uh, like I said, man, some of these uh, some of these Twitter accounts scare me, and I, I don't. I truly don't know if they're a reputable source. But yeah, I believe that's the case. Uh, someone made a comment that the Bucks got theirs done even in the middle of a hurricane. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. And look, it's done. It just hasn't been released, and they're not obligated to have to release it Correct. by 1 o'clock. They're obligated to get it done by 1 o'clock, so it's done. So it's not really – I mean, we could sit here and be and moan about it all, all day long. In the you know, last two hours and 40 minutes, I've talked about it, but it's not, it's not like they're obligated to have to, oh, we better get the cue so he can talk about it on the radio. Like, it's not – they don't give a damn Come about on, me. guys. <laughs> it's us. We're the most important. <laughs> right? We're I mean, I would, like to, us. I would like to have that of kind course. of pool and be right. like, well, we got to get it to cue first. No, I mean – no, it just kind of is works. what it is. Just yeah. gotta, just gotta roll from it or roll with it. Uh, let's see. Uh, got a tweet talking about just waiting for Vinny or Vic Tafer or Q to confirm the Raiders cut Hoyer and sign Bailey Zappi, who was just cut by the Patriots and is now the number two quarterback for the Patriots West. Oh yeah, Twitter's getting uh, electric today. <laughs> Man, there's all kind of speculation going on. We'll take a break with that note. 4:42 is the time. We'll come back. Reason or excuse as we close out the shop and then. Uh, also find out what, what national day it is, uh, all according to Ari. That's coming up next as we close out things here on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's time for a reason or excuse on Unnecessary Roughness. All right, Ari, before we get into reason or excuse, oh, yeah. I actually have a really good reason why we're not going to do reason or excuse, and I finally got the <laughs> official release of the releases by the Silver and Black. So apparently they were listening to us. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we got that. So we there it is. So I'm currently tweeting it out right now at your boy Q254 at RNR 920 AM. And boom, send. All right, here we go. Let's see. Let's go through this. Wave the following players. Uh, David Agoha, who is an international player. I do believe they'll bring him back on the practice squad because he won't count against the 16-man practice squad. They waived Matthew Butler. Matthew Butler, who was selected last year. They waived Matthew Butler. They waived McClendon Curtis, the guard, the undrafted free agent. Cole Fotheringham has been waived. Jaden Grant, the safety. Tyler Hall, the cornerback. Azizi Hearn, the cornerback. Kanaya Maga, the linebacker. Sincere McCormick, the running back. Natani Mutai, the guard. Adam Plant, defensive end. John Samuel Shanker, tight end. George Tarlis, defensive end. Drake Thomas, linebacker. Sam Webb, cornerback. Released the following players. Alex Bars, Keelan Cole, senior. Philip Dorsett, Hironis Grasu, the center. 
Uh, Jaquan Johnson, the safety. Isaac Rochelle, the defensive end. Duke Shelley, cornerback. Cam Sims, wide receiver. Damian Williams, running back. And Jordan Willis, defensive end. Placed the following players on a reserve injured list. Dalton Wagner. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. That's a hell of a list right there. That would have been a hell of a list to have a couple hours ago. <laughs> wow. <sighs> I hate to be the guy to say reactions, Raider Nation, but wow. Surprises for me. Uh, well, Matthew Butler, I guess, shouldn't be a big surprise, but that's another draft pick from last year off top that was waived, and I'm sure that they'll hope he clears waivers and put him on the practice squad. Same with Curtis McClendon. I'm kind of surprised by that. Tyler Hall. Talked about him quite a bit this offseason. Didn't talk about him that much at training camp, though, so I guess there's that. But the cornerback room, obviously the competition got a lot lot deeper. Azizi Hearn, not a surprise there. Sam Webb, I could, I could saw that one coming. Oh, man. Released the following players. Surprised that Cam Sims was released. I guess uh, Christian Wilkerson, who I thought they were showcasing on Saturday, earned his spot on Saturday, getting 10 catches, 100-something yards. There you go. Cam, you got to give him a lot of credit. Yeah, we're learning this in real time, just like you are, Raider Nation. Alex Bars was part of that offensive line last year, released. Keelan Cole had that nice catch last year against the Patriots, released. Philip Dorsett, again, I think he just got caught up in too many, too many uh, players similar to each other in Trey Tucker and DeAndre Carter. Duke Shelley I'm a little surprised by. But I guess that they like David Long better. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really a big fan of what I saw from David Long, at least in, in the games. I think at training camp he did pretty well. But in the games, I thought that Duke Shelley did a little bit better. So there you go. Amik um, uh, Robertson made the roster again. I did not go against him this time. I, I know I had him on the bubble. <laughs> I know I had him on the bubble, and I know he sent a tweet out earlier today that maybe he was talking to me personally. I don't know, but he made it. So, again, he said, matter of fact, media people trying to paint a picture of me, it never lasts too long. I don't know if he was firing that at me or not, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm not mad at him. He is, uh, he is that guy. It continues to show up and make things happen. And I don't care. I think a lot of people have put him, you know, on the roster bubble many times, and he keeps continuing to come out on top. So, like I said, I'm not mad at him at all. So there you go. Uh, there's the there is the uh, there's the 53-man roster. I guess late is better than never, Ari. So <laughs> any any big uh, – and it's not late for them. It's just late for us. It's not late for them. It's not yeah. – like I said, it's not a big deal. Well, thanks for rocking with us all, all day till we got this. So, so, yeah. Those of you that are listening. I'm, uh, what are the uh, odds of Adam Plant landing on the practice squad? Not, uh, I think that's good. Like, that's the thing about it. With the, the practice squad being 16 players now, hmm. these guys are more familiar with who? The team that they come from. So when you see these releases – you'll end up seeing more of these guys end up being put back on their current team's practice squad because they're more familiar with them. So, yeah, if Adam Plant's going to make a team right now or a practice squad, it probably will be the Raiders as opposed to the Chargers or just insert any other team because they're not familiar with them. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. 
Dalton Wagner going on IR. That's a rough deal. He's out for the season. Lady Raider 559 says, super shocked they released Jordan Willis. Boy, this would have been a fun conversation a couple hours ago. Tomorrow's going to be lit. <laughs> well, but tomorrow, by the time we get on tomorrow, know, it's going to be talked about 18 times. No, I know it. But no, that's but by then tomorrow we'll also start to find out about the practice squad as well. True. So or, I mean uh, it's never yeah. it's never it's never too late to have a conversation. That's right. But so to, for me to sum it up, I guess real quick because I know we don't have very much time. Matthew Butler is somewhat of a surprise for me. I'll just say he's a surprise. My surprise is Matthew Butler, McClendon Curtis, Cole Fotheringham, Tyler Hall. Cam Sims, those are my those are my big surprises. What do you got? Are you surprised with anybody that did make it? I should say. I mean, I know obviously the um, list doesn't say. I think the only one is David Long Jr. And that's only because, like I said, I, I I thought his game film wasn't as good as Duke Shelley's. But then again, as I say about guys being similar to each other, if you look at Duke Shelley and you look at Amik Robertson, they kind of have the same body type. They're both, you know, smaller dudes, and they both go fight for it. But if you're going to keep one of those guys, then Amik is the guy that you rock it with. He's the guy you're more familiar with. Yeah. So that actually makes more sense than than uh, than at first when I first saw it. So I guess I could talk myself into that one. But as far as Alex Bars, not a surprise. Keelan Cole, not a surprise. Dorsett, not a surprise. Grasso, Jaquan Johnson, Isaac Rochelle. Uh, Damian Williams, I had him on my 53-man roster, but that was me being a prisoner of the moment of the last game that I saw from him. Jordan Willis, that w- that was you know that was a, a somewhat of a surprise. But the ones that I said already are the ones that really stood out to me the most. But that's the tough decisions. That's what they have to do, the tough decisions when you have a talented roster. And as you can tell by some of the names that I just pointed out, there's some talent on this roster. The problem is what what kind of bothers me is I think that McClendon Curtis and Dalton Wagner are guys that they really like. They just couldn't use them right now. So I really am interested to see if Curtis ends up on the practice squad and Wagner's already on IR, so he's done for the year. So maybe they're able to bring him back next year. Maybe it's a stash-type situation, and they're able to bring him back next year, and then he has a role. I think that those two guys definitely have a role on this Raiders offensive line, but that's me. So... That's all I got. A lot of talent on that <laughs> I list. Guess that's, I guess that's the way to close out the show, huh? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead because this might be the one time I get you on a national day. The 241st day of the year is National Sports Sampling Day, which encourages kids and families to try a new sport. So there you go. All right, so what new sport? Real quick, what new sport are you trying? Pickleball. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, I'm going to try. I'll try hockey. I'll try to. No, I'm not. I'm not going to learn to skate. I'm lying. It's Radio 920. We'll be back tomorrow.